Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories as your no-sell crew goes on a little ratings war between WCW and WWF. We're coming off the heels of, I guess, rebellion for WWF as we're on the road to Armageddon for WWF. <laughs> Seems like a quick turnaround. Um, what was a quick turnaround? Yeah. Are we on the heels? I uh, know we're on detox from rebellion. I like that. Jet lag? Yeah. I've got jet lag and I didn't leave my seat. <laughs> As uh, WCW is on the road to a Starcade, by the way, that's in two weeks. So uh, we got to get that. Uh, got to get that uh, show pumped and going. Uh, I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Suitably chastened and ready to experience the go. Home. Go, go home. Go, go. Armageddon? Chastened. Suitably chastened. Like uh, that. It's a big word. It's a big 10 4. What's that? Texas size 10 4. <laughs> and the ch- 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 chosen one, Mike. Boop. Figure it out. Sort your stuff out. <laughs> Give me <your> balls, Doug. <laughs> so let's go to December 4th, the year 2000. We're Fisky. in. We're in December, <laughs> baby. We are. We are finally reached the. Uh, Pinnacle? There it is. The ending days of there 2000. We're in the end game. Uh, WF, uh, well, not always putting on the best show, has been a, a consistent year at least. With WCW, it feels like we've been in, 2000 has been at least two years, right? Yep. It's it feels been. like it. Well, I, I just know at the end, right, we just stopped saying uh, whatever pay-per-view 2000. Yeah. So that ends. Yeah. I think the World Collective was like, we're, we can stop doing that. We can now. stop saying something 2000. We're, we're okay now. Yeah. So December 4th, 2000 from Monday Nitro, we're in Lincoln, Nebraska. Ugh. Why? I just stayed in Manchester. Jesus Christ. Commentary team is one, Tony Schiavone, Mark Madden, and Scott Hudson. Uh, we see shots of Lincoln uh, and then a fan saying how... Go- so it's, it's a Taco Bell, it's yeah, a, it's a yeah. telephone bowl. Uh, we see a oh, fan at the football stadium saying, go Big Red, but then Jeff Jarrett comes out of <laughs> nowhere and hits him with a guitar. <laughs> what do you call him? A Husker you Slap corn Nut? Husk and slap nut. nut. There it is. Nice. <laughs> so this is back-to-back week so far of that... Uh, We've started the show off with a drive-by running of a Jared. Oh, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. If you're not going to give us fucking Luchas from '96, then give us this. Yeah, Yeah. because suitable replacement. If they go to after that, not as good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, We're gonna recap of last week. The highlights from Mayhem, the Nitro. No, it was videos. Uh, Nitro and Mayhem and Thunder uh, and Sid returning. Uh, we go backstage with the thrillers as they're just standing there waiting to be told to start walking. As then they yeah, walk. I was like, God, damn I was it. like, that looks natural. You Come just have on. them start walking and then say, "Jesus, this is how this works, guys." Yeah. It's very no, easy. To it's shoot. just them standing there waiting. It's very easy to shoot. And then they walk into Oklahoma as they have him doing the, something. The person, not like yeah. the state. Yeah, they have Oklahoma. I was like, what? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> this is like a year old, dude. What are we doing? I was shocked. I don't remember Oklahoma making a comeback. As they, don't he, call it a comeback? He's making sure that what, he's going to go out there and say some stuff, and the thrillers have their back. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we do. Uh-huh. I was like, what is... Like, it's not even Ed Ferrara, right? If it was like Ed Ferrara, that would be one thing. 
But what is Oklahoma going to shoot on? Like, uh, we're, 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 we will find out in a minute. I got nothing uh, for you. Commentary brings up that it's uh, Jeff Jarrett versus Conan. As Conan decided to make uh, oh, the show. What did Jeff Jarrett do? Jeez. And then... Uh, General Rection's <laughs> taking on Scott Steiner for the WCW heavyweight title. Of course he is. Uh, then here comes Oklahoma. As uh, as in my notes, I have the fans don't care for this because he has to repeat that he's from Oklahoma to get the heat. As the fans don't care. I don't uh, think it's like it's not even Nebraska's rival. I was like, is there a rivalry between Nebraska and Oklahoma? No, like not this even is, in football. Technically, like, it's like Colorado. I think at this point, but like not even in football. It's like period. Like is there? I like, think because this is around no tornadoes, Nebraskans. Um, yeah, it's Oklahoma, Texas. Like, they don't give a fuck about the fucking Nebraska football. Half of Nebraska doesn't give a fuck about Nebraska football. There it is. Shout out to Scott Frost. Fucking Cornhusk and Slapnut. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Dude. <laughs> Oh, there we are. Hang on. The image of Joe scrolling his phone is painful to me. No, Oklahoma. Oh, because Oklahoma beat Nebraska 31-14 on the October 28th. That's just an evergreen sentence you said. Yeah. Because Nebraska sucks. So, yeah, they beat them there. I don't know. That's the... You could have been lying and it still made sense. Oh, Nebraska. Oh, it's because Nebraska was number one at the time. Oh. Shout out to Tim Couch. Shout out to the couch. As, um, I have a table. He talks about the football, how Oklahoma beat Nebraska and how it makes fun of them and the football team. Uh, he has a handwritten announcement by Mike Sanders to say, uh, for him to read. Sanders has decreed uh, that if Sid steps uh, one, inch of, uh, one, uh, one inch out of line, security and police will take him out and arrest him. Does that mean like if he like steps too far to the right? Yeah. Like- yeah, if he gets out of line, basically, but you know the way they the way they worded it was he was trying to cut in line and catering. Well, you know, his pizza rolls are good. He's got scissors. <laughs> oh, God, he really wants those pizza rolls. God damn it! I'll stab a motherfucker. Uh, Sid then comes out uh, in his uh, vest uh, yeah. Canadian tuxedo. He must have been hot. He forgot his uh, turtleneck today. Yeah, and yeah. As a security, uh, a security doesn't come out as Oklahoma's yelling for security to come out. Sid then chokeslams uh, Oklahoma, and he's going to do it again until Sanders and cops show up. As matter, uh, as Mark Madden says, Sid is SOL <laughs> stepped over the line. Um, hey, hey, no, no, no. USDDP, what that stands for? <laughs> I mean, shit out of luck. Well, I know. I'm just saying that's what Madden said. Everybody's favorite fat announcer. It's the best looking big man on TV. So. There it is. Uh, Sander, uh, Sanders says Sid's going to go to jail, and uh, they put him in handcuffs and they take him away. Uh, backstage, Steiner like murders people four times a week, and Sid <laughs> choke slams one generic ass slap nut, and he gets thrown in jail. He stepped out of line. It's the wrong is Sid slap. black? It was the wrong slap nut. <laughs> is uh, Sid a minority? Yes. Yep. Uh, backstage, <laughs> Scott Steiner shows up as. Uh, Sander walks up and says, hey, I have some news about Sid. Sander says that Fleur had Sid arrested, and Steiner freaks out, saying that no one is safe. Well, at first, he didn't say Flair did. He just said Sid's been arrested, and Scott was pissed. Yeah. He's like, oh, 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 Flair did it. 
We go backstage with a not wet Pamela with the filthy animals. As Conan then challenges the Harris brothers to a street fight. What do you call them? Inbred hillbillies? At Starcade. Uh, not wrong. <laughs> something strawberries, right? Like, uh, well, I'm sure something hom- yeah. like homophobic. Yeah. Uh, there's something weird for you guys. I, <laughs> but fucking hillbillies. No, I mean, there's that, um, that I noticed over the last month or so. So when Pamela first started, she was, I mean, worse than awful. Yes. Right? Yeah. She's gotten so much better. Apparently being a backstage interviewer is a sexually transmitted disease. Um, the only thing I don't like that she does is when she's like, add shit at the end now while the promos, which I don't need, but yeah, for that's what she's like... That's a mean Because she thing. does a thing where she just... Actually, it just lays out of the way. Let's the performers do what they do. Like she yeah. does, she does really good at she this. She has now. improved. Yeah, it. But like I, thankfully, don't, I don't like the thing too of like. So, Conan challenges the Harris brothers, and then he walks away, and it's like, well, it looks like we're gonna have a street fight at Starcade. It's like we know that they just challenged them. Although she will ever get a gold star for me because of the awesome facial acting she did when she put two and two together and realized that Vito and Reno were brothers. That was some all-time acting right there. Didn't see that. (sighs) I mean, it looked like... You missed a great promo, sir. It looked like she was trying to solve quantum physics in her head. (laughs) She's like... Is it like that gif? (laughs) Is it it the gif of the lady looking up, down, left, right, and the numbers are flying by her? Yeah, pretty much. She was doing that, and then she's like, does that mean Vito and Reno are brothers? (laughs) I was like, god damn it. (laughs) Which one takes the front, do you think? Never mind. (laughs) Peter takes the front end of the back. <laughs> there it is. Um, That's how anatomy works, I think. Yeah. We get a recap. Anatomy works. We get a recap of last week of Chavo leaving MIA. Hey, that's a good move. Leading to our first We're match of the actually. night. Uh, Chavo Guerrero Jr. going as Chavo versus. So we ask Chavo as oh. as I'm an ass Chavo. <laughs> dun, dun. I like to cheat them. I like to steal. <laughs> you like to steal asses? It's worse things you can steal. If nothing else, we got the music back, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> that old lady music. The one with the gun there for a minute. Dun, dun. The ass Billy Grass. Did I watch this on the... I'm I'm proud to say I'm cock free. I think I, I I honestly think I might have watched. This. I've often heard that about you. I, I freed myself with the cock. I think I think I, I think I'm cock free, but I don't know. Well, that's a problem. Sir. I, yeah. might, I might have. You should you should know. I, for yeah. sure I, might, I, I might I might dip my toes in the cock. I don't know yet. Because if I did, Chavo oh. didn't have the music. He had a sample of the cock. Yeah, I, the I think I, I taste test this cock this time around. <laughs> Tested the cock. <laughs> Although, yeah, he had the Eddie music on the. I've been cock free since '98. Yeah, I don't think I think I I think I dipped my toes. I all my c- toes around the cock, and it was a. Uh, they didn't do uh, Eddie's music. That just doesn't make sense. Uh, as Chavo is taking on Kiwi with Paisley, uh, Chavo attacks Kiwi no, while he's here's get- the thing. If you actually give this time, it actually may not be terrible. Yeah. yeah. Attacks him on the apron during his entrance. Chavo jumps off the top turnbuckle uh, and uh, rakes Kiwi's head across. Uh, oh, wait, hand. Uh, jumps off the top turnbuckle onto the apron and rakes Kiwi's head against the top rope. 
Queewee with a spinning face buster. Chavo with a over-the-top DDT. Queewee with a running face plant. Uh, uh, had him in a scoop slam position and then ran and just dropped him on his face. Chavo with a brain buster for the win. So, gotta get Chavo winning, right? I, I mean, I guess. I also want to. I want to congratulate WCW on uh, controlling themselves. I would have figured right easy that he leaves MIA and immediately joins Filthy Animals because they need another Latino in there. I'm surprised he's just not coming out like dressed like a cholo. Just <laughs> yet, yet, I mean, yet. Here comes Chavo Gangsta, or is Kerwin White? <laughs> no, there's only White. one company that would do that. It'd be Chavo White. <laughs> We go backstage with uh, Rick Flair and Mike Sanders. As Sanders telling Flair that Sanders said, "If Sid isn't back, all hell will be uh, unleashed. unleashed." Flair says that this is Sanders' fault for what happened. As Flair tells Sanders to go get security, uh, we see backstage Brian Clark on the phone uh, on the phone with somebody telling having them wanting to take someone out, but we won't. We don't know who hired them. We go back to <laughs> more on that in the next show. I got the count, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus! Every time I heard the name. Oh, you know, what, Corey. We're gonna do it over under when we get to it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, backstage, MIA Rection saying what happened to Tori Wilson last week was an accident. Rection. <laughs> That's tell, what they all say. Rection she tells. Fell. <laughs> Rection tells Steiner to not look past Starcade because Rection might get the upset. I didn't like this promo because Rection's just basically going. I might win tonight, but I probably not. I'm probably not gonna, guys. I just want to put that out. No, no, we know. No, we figured it out. <laughs> uh, we get a promo by Team Canada as this promo is for the hardcore title as the image pops up during the entrance <laughs> to uh, Team Canada. Uh, Primetime is going for the hardcore title, uh, or, or as the as when he wins it back, it'll be the Saskatchewan Hardcore International title. So yes. shit. <laughs> Uh, Storm wants the weapons to be taken away from ringside as Miss Jones and the cat interrupt the anthem and come out as Storm and the cat join commentary. As our next match is a five man booth. Yes. Oh my God. As all. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. Remember, well, it it becomes a five man, but first there's going to be a four because uh, Madden offers the cat. His headset, but all of a sudden he has a headset out of nowhere because the cat was going to use the mic. <laughs> um, Kurvar brings in uh, brings weapons to the ring, not the normal ones. It's a hub hubcap, a bumper, a uh, license plate, a car, you know, like just car parts. Uh, Kurvar hits prime time with the bumper. Yep, that's the first. Uh, Crowbar tries to use the, a steering wheel, wheel, but Primetime hits Crowbar with the bumper. Duggan mm-hmm. hit... Uh, Jackie Chan did that in yeah. Rush Hour. Something impressive. Duggan attacks Crowbar on the outside with his 2x4. Daphne and Major Guns get into it. So we have a yak fight. Yak fight! Cat uh, says... Also Team Daphne all day long. Cat uh, is tired of Madden talking. Uh, Madden says he can uh, just ignore him more. So Madden calls uh, the cat uh, George... From George and Wheezy. As then the cat goes after Madden by uh, choking him. But then Storm goes after the cat. Duggan tries to help Storm by accidentally hits Storm with a 2x4. Cat throws Duggan in the barricade. While this is all happening, Crowbar hits a face buster on the bumper for the win to retain his hardcore title. 
So this match overall was just more focusing on uh, the cat and Lance Storm at commentary, and this was just happening in the background. It wasn't good. Uh, no. We get a promo by Jimmy Hart as he's now still, once again, challenging DJs around the I U.S. I and that shit ended at fucking pay-per-view. That shit is still going the fuck on? Yes. Yep. We go uh, backstage with David and Stacy Keebler. As David wants to know why she came back, she said she was worried about him and she didn't want to get married. Uh, she wants him to stop looking for the father, and she will uh, uh, tell him. Then Ric Flair shows up and tells them that they need to leave because Steiner's out out of control. And he might go after them first. But did you guys notice? What? So they're in the hallway, right? And the hallway has another hall. You can see the adjacent hallway. Yeah, Scott Steiner's is right behind that. You could see half, like, I saw half of his chest. I did not notice. I'm like, oh, there's Scott Steiner right there. Like, he's just, I don't know if he was there on purpose or it was an accident, but, like, I just saw, like. Well, I'm sure where he was supposed to be. I'm sure WWE fucked it up. Yeah, like, the camera was panned. But, like, I just saw, like, half, like, I didn't see his face, but, you know, Scott Steiner's body. Like, oh, that's Scott Steiner. Well, you know. You know. Then we go in. Then we go backstage with that guy Reno and Maria as they're talking about Vito. As Maria wants the family to get back together, and again, I'll let the producer know uh, as she is next to us. Well, there's a storyline. I'll let the fans uh, remember. Let the fans know this too. There's a storyline going on between a guy named Reno from the Thrillers and Big Vito, and the storyline is uh, Maria Vito's sister gets involved. And she protects Vito and all that from Reno. So the whole time, the whole time, it sounds like Reno's the ex. But in reality, in the storyline, that they're all brothers and sisters. It's a case of the ex. Yeah, and it like, and then I missed that last week because it was on the uh, the cock took out the promo about how they were saying that they're all brothers and sisters. But it, me leading up to, it, I'm like, no, they're exes or they're going to bang and oh, they still might they probably still they might, might still yeah. be exes and they might still bang you don't know yeah incest is the best for us alright let's go recap of last week of Luger putting Goldberg in the torture rack and has no one else has ever defeated Goldberg like that before uh, and then Luger running away from Goldberg on Thunder we get a promo promo by Lex Luger yep Mm. Luger brings up that uh, in the last month of the year, Goldberg needs to win like 150 matches to get to his record and doesn't have enough time for that. Uh, Luger wants to talk about the man, Bill Goldberg. Luger says the person made that made the superstar is Sarge, Sarge from the power plant. Luger reads uh, a part from the books and the head trainer named Dwayne Bruce, and he was a stern authority short, and uh, uh, authority person, and uh, he would put people through hell. Sarge deser- deserves more credit than he gets. Goldberg uh, will go out of the way for Sarge. So he reads that book, and then like Luger's about to leave, and then he's like, "I'm not done yet." I'm like, "What?" Uh, Luger then brings up how Sarge works 15 hours a day in a sweaty gym, works minimum wage, and lives in a trailer park shack. Sarge is at ringside for all this. Luger says if Sarge was by his side, Luger Sarge would have a lot more money and would not be living in a trailer park. Mm, yeah, you're Lex Luger. 
I tend to think you're lying here. So, I just wrote, who gives a fuck about this god? This is stupid. How... Or you're going to hate the next month. Ever. An hour after I finished this show, I listened to the most recent episode of The Experience. Cornette spent about 40 minutes ripping apart Dwayne Bruce and his stupid training methods at the power plant. I was like, this is... Absolutely phenomenal. There's a reason that Goldberg's like the only fucking success oh story. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> I Do you know about it? No. So they uh didn't teach them how to fucking wrestle at all. Checks out. All they did was just put them through like military, just break them shit. Yeah. They didn't that's why Dwayne doesn't have to do anything, because they didn't teach them. He For just the like, made them do pull ups and push ups and run and throw they literally like it was a point of pride to have a puke bucket. They made you work out till you threw up and then you were done for the day. It's amazing Jinder and O'Hare were as good as they were when they came up. Yeah. Dude, he's, gone. he's like yeah, literally the worst trainer in the history of ever. And that's why when Bill DeMott took over WWE, there was shit because that's, that's how he taught them. Yeah. It's the exact same way. Because he learned from Bruce. Yeah. It's that, so I, did, I hated Idiots. this promo because the fact that Sarge is there and he's just like the whole time going like, I don't care. Whatever. I don't care. And it's just like. He was a jobber. He was a jobber yep. on WWE TV in the late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. What he's known for. Uh, is that all that's happened? Goldberg arrives at the arena. And commentary's like, well, he just missed out on what Luger said. Uh, we go backstage with Norman Smiley talking with someone as he has to face Goldberg tonight. And this time asks, who are you, attack- who, who are you facing tonight? And then this attacks Smiley. Uh, backstage with Pamela, with Shane Douglas. Uh, I won't lie. When Shane Douglas is on my screen, it's like that uh, annoying... Like, mm, you know, buzzing noise. That's all it is for me now. <laughs> it's all pops and fizzes from here, kid. As uh, Douglas will get revenge on Rection for what he did to uh, Tori, as Douglas will make every night till Starcade a living hell for Rection. Uh, then we cut to AWOL and uh, Rection talking on one side of the hallway, but you on the other side of the hallway, you see Chavo talking to the Cajun. Uh, as uh, Rection yells for Cajun to get over here, Chavo tries to hold him back, but Cajun runs back. Is there dissension between the MIA? I just want to be friends with Chavo, that's all. Uh, we go backstage with Flair telling Arn and Fit uh, Finley to make sure that Steiner can't get past here. What the fuck are they going to do? <laughs> I mean, Finley might have a chance at slowing him down for a couple seconds. Arn might go for the leg. Uh, uh, notice I said for a couple seconds. Um, Arn can't do anything. He, he can't use his left arm. But uh, Finley could slow him down for about a half minute. By the way, I did not do this on the... I did watch this on the uh, Not the Cock. Because three count... Our next match for the WWE Tag Titles is three count versus DDP and Kevin Nash, the Insiders... I don't remember DDP getting a remix version of his God, theme song. I hate it. Yeah, it's that, bad, dude. This is what it is. he has it from here till the end. Oh, gross! So high, high. I want the uh, the network version. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that pipe of music is great. Uh, Not this shit. Nope. Mm. Uh, Nash tosses more around the ring. We see the perfect event, and Sanders watching as Sanders says this is that stylistically a bit of a mismatch. Yep. As Sanders says that they're going to set it off. Uh, DDP with the spinning reverse face buster looks like it was supposed to be a tombstone, but that was a scary spot. 
Three count with a du- double suplex on DDP. Don't worry, guys. Nash gets the hot tag. Big boots, both people. Snake Eyes, Helms. Jackknives uh, more as DDP diamond cuts Helms off the uh, top turnbuckle. Nash pins for the win. Did you guys see the best sign in the crowd in the, in during this match? It said Rod just started. <laughs> Goddamn. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, after the match, though, Sanders and the Perfect Man event come out. <sighs> Sanders says that they suck as they calls out Flair. Flair comes out. Sander wants them to, Flair to do the right thing. So he shows footage from Mayhem of the fact that Nash didn't make the tag. And Palumbo was tagged in, and Nash pinned Palumbo. Um, but Nash w- wasn't the legal man. So Flair says, well, we're, this is what we were supposed to talk about backstage. But Flair asks, says, oh, we have to do the right thing around here. So Flair asks Nash and DDP to give up their titles. They drop him in the ring, and Flair tells him that they need to go. He, Sanders needs to go pick it up himself. This is lame as fuck. Crowd shit all over this. Uh, Flair is like, "You guys give them the titles back, and I'll give you guys one. Give you guys the title shot at Starcade. So it'll be the perfect mm-hmm. event versus the Insiders for the titles." Uh, Sanders was taken too slow, so Nash and DP have to kick the titles to Sanders. Uh, DDP says at Starcade that they were uh, SOL, and you know what that means. They're going to fill the bang. I was like, so let's walk with Elias? Like, what are we doing here? That's, that's not what those letters mean, DDP. <laughs> you idiot. You know what SOL stands for? Fill the bang. Walk with Elias. Yeah. Um, Three letters? I, unless, and it's WCW, so they could be this stupid. I'm guessing Nash and DDP win them again. So what is the point? It's to have a rematch. This is to so, fill, to fill out the rematch. They're, they're former team. They get a rematch. I, to add more juice to a possible rematch? We'll find out. This was lame as shit. Dude. We'll find out in two oh weeks. Oh, God. Yeah. Find out in two weeks. What a feckless-ass CEO is Ric Flair. We go backstage with Mike Awesome arriving. He's got soon. Uh, Mike Awesome arriving to the arena as he's cold. As then Bam Bam jumps out of an ambulance to a sneak attack him, and then says, "I'll see you at Starcade." I'll take it from here, Mike. <laughs> bam Bam. Where to, Awesome? <laughs> the seventies. So our next match is going to be Reno with no diaper. <laughs> yeah, threw me off. I was like, "Wait a minute!" And now that he's got a family, he doesn't wear that anymore. <laughs> I'm a grown up. From now on, it's no longer that guy, Reno. It's no diaper, Reno. <laughs> Taking on Chronic. Well. Well. Let's uh, go well for him. Hudson wants to know who's paying them. And in my notes, I have it has to be Vito, right? No, nah, it's got to be Sanders. Someone. Thriller's got to be pissed that he's kind of I stepping think it's on, to be on his own. Uh, Adams with the full nose and slam. Uh, ref just rings the bell, throws it out as Chronic hits high times two times. We see Maria, and then she starts running. And then Vito comes out to make the save. And Mayan's like, yeah, she does. And then she make, Vito makes the save, and then she comes out. Maria, Maria. Maria. And then Hudson, as Hudson still wants to know who paid Chronic. Sucker's got to know. Maybe it was Maria. Can't say that anymore. Oh. Honky's uh, got to know. Don't worry, guys. Honky's going to know is when blood runs colder as Glacier's returning still, as commentary still killing the gimmick. <laughs> I mean... As they should. <laughs> Fuck that shit. 
Backstage with Daphne and Crowbar. You think Road Dog doesn't fit anymore? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Crowbar's happy that they're back together, but uh, Daphne wants to know if she wants, uh, if he needs a ride uh, to leave the arena, and he's like, no, I'm good. I have two Nitro Girls showing up. Damn. So once again, it's that. Uh, I mean, you passed on him. I don't tell yeah. you. He moved on, dog. Dims the brakes. We see a uh, we see Flair talking security, talking about how dangerous uh, Scott Steiner is and how everybody needs to rally together. So uh, if you were security, be like, "Fuck you, you so, do it," because <laughs> Flair can't get Sid out of how much am I getting paid? Flair, Flair can't not. get Sid out of jail. <laughs> so in my notes, I have this: Why don't you gather all the security guys that you need, turn them sideways, and oh. and just go find Steiner instead of having him cause. Chaos throughout the night, which he hasn't. He's only attacked Norman Smiley. Um, Who are you to doubt Norman Smiley? Scott Steiner. Checks out. No, you're Joe Lussell. I know. I wish. But I'm just saying. Joe Lussell's clean. He couldn't be Scott Steiner. How dare you? How dare you? What? Out of the two of them, one, yes, undoubtedly has a steroid physique. I mean, it's not Scott Steiner. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Then we get a a recap. That's right. Joe is... The Buff Bag Brothers podcast. You, you shut your goddamn <laughs> mouth there, uh, Disco. You mean Ricky runs his Twitter account? <laughs> yeah, someone else runs my account. Uh, we got, uh, since this is not on the uh, the cock, we get a Maury Povich uh, recap of Goldberg talking with a kid and giving him his title. Which is important here in a second. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm going to say. You want to say it now? No, it's after Goldberg after. comes off of the match. Our next match is M.I. Smooth versus Goldberg. Spear Jackhammer. Uh, he's now 27-0 as he entered 26-0. So as he was uh, walking to the ring, <clears throat> Scott Hudson, and I quote, said he'll love eight-year-olds all day and kick ass at night. I'm like, <laughs> yikes. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> you want to run that sentence by me again? And even Tony was like, what? And so he repeated it. I was like, that doesn't mean repeat it. Yeah, no, 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 I'm like, no, that's not that good. Nope, nope. He's a little kid lover. I don't really know what I'm about. Little kid lover. All I, right. I love everything about that. I was like, oh my God. I can't believe you just said that on TV. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. That makes me happy. I love eight-year-olds all day. <laughs> Kick ass at night. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think that's kind of Batman's thing. No, it's kind of R. Kelly's thing. Oh, my God. Love eight-year-olds all day. Sing sweet R&B at night. Jesus Christ. Ain't nothing wrong with a little bump and grind in the third grade. He's going to join bump and grind in prison for about four years. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, Scott Hudson. Uh, My God. (laughs) My God. Yeah, probably could have worded that a little better. (laughs) You know. All right, let's move on from loving some kids. As we see Scott Steiner working out in the back. <laughs> Scott Steiner's for the children. <laughs> Apparently, you got to keep Goldberg far away from him. Jesus. See, Scott Harris with you the whole time. Uh, so our next match is going to be Jeff Jarrett versus Conan. As he accepts Conan's Star Starcade Challenge. Um, Jarrett says if there's a, uh, there's a lot of days to Starcade, and he has tons of guitars. Jeff Jarrett deserves so much better than the filthy animals at Starcade. Are you kidding me? He deserves better than Conan. Like, if it was Kidman or Ray, that's fine. <sighs> Not Conan. But that's the star, bro. Um, sure. Uh, 
Jared tells the ref to kick out the filthy animals, and then I have my notes here. Didn't Flair say wrestlers can't be at ringside anymore? Yep. Pay attention to that. That's... And then commentary is like, why do they have to leave? I digress. Uh, Jared hits the move. They're too busy breaking pedophile rings on the air. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Well, we have baby loving Goldberg. Flair's, Flair has all the security watching Goldberg right now. I you know. <laughs> What's more? How close that reach to the school? We're going to find a different arena. <laughs> what, Liz what, is right the whole time. Can I ask you guys a question? What? What's, what streak's higher right now for Goldberg? The winning? The, the His win streak now or the kids? Oh, the loving little kids. <laughs> What Scott. a terrible line. I love Scott Hudson. <laughs> uh, the thing is, knowing him, he knew exactly what he was saying, too. Well, he, he probably did it on purpose. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Uh, Jared does like a drop. he's probably like, this segment's stupid. <laughs> Fuck this segment. It's making with shit. Right. Uh, Jeff does a, like a drop kick, grabs his knees as the uh, ref goes and check on him. The Harris Brothers run down and hit an H-bomb on Conan. But he gets right back up because the animals are fighting with the Harris Brothers on the back. <laughs> Oh, on the uh, ringside, Jarrett hits the stroke for the win. But yeah, he hits, gets hit with the H bomb and legitimately just stands right back up. Uh, our next match, our main event. I want the shirt. Our main event: uh, Scott Steiner with Medeja versus General Rection. Steiner tells Flair that he's running out of wrestlers. He's hurt staying in Booker. He ended the career of Stevie Ray. Uh, Steiner says, a- "After yep. this match, I'm going to go after Flair." Uh, then we see Flair going, I know what's going on. I know what's going on. And then he like leaves the room that he's sitting in. Uh, Rection does multiple shoulder tackles. Uh, Medeja jumps on the back of Rection, but he doesn't run her back like he did uh, Tori, allowing uh, Scott to take the advantage. Scott with a spinning belly to belly. Steiner power slams Rection into the turnbuckle. Uh, as then he puts him in the tree of woe. Well, you see, the thing is, if you run Tori Wilson in the turnbuckle, you gotta deal with Shane Douglas, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. You do that to Medeja, you gotta deal with Scott Steiner. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the dress. The chain mail dress. The producer watched this with me, and she's like, she, oh, she's wearing more clothes than normal. I, but it looked cool, man. I was like, that's a cool look. Medeja's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rection with the power slam, then he hits no laughing matter, but... Sly, fat-ass fly. But <laughs> Scott Steiner kicks out. Rection goes for a corner splash, but Steiner puts his knees up. Rection hits a T-bone suplex and puts Rection the Steiner recliner for the win. Uh, after the match, Steiner gets to the mic and says, Flair's time is up and his ass is his. A lot of ass talk these days lately for WCW. As uh, Steiner runs to the back, we see Shane Douglas attacking Rection um, at ringside. Steiner is, Then we see Steiner attacking Arn in the back and then drags him into the ring. As then Steiner puts Arn Anderson in the Steiner recliner as Fit Finley is holding Ric Flair back. Goldberg then taps them on the shoulder saying, I got this, and then runs down. And then as Goldberg's headed to the uh, ring, Luger just like shoulder tackle or something. Out of nowhere. Just like Out boom. Nowhere. It was like uh, Keith Lee with Adam Cole. Yep. Like where the hell did he come from? Uh, Luger then attacks Goldberg and Sarge with a chair. Uh Sid arrives to the ring, but we don't see it because the cameras focus on Goldberg and Luger. Uh, then we see that. Then we cut to Flair taking Arn to the back up the ramp as security is holding Sid and Steiner back. And boys, we have ran out of time. It's a jostle in the colossal city. What? I have no idea. Right. 
like it though. The city or the what he said. Oh, okay. No fuck Lincoln. Then I, then we change the channel. I turned it to 28, 26, 28. The new TNN. We've done that. Yeah. The National Network. We interrupt our never-ending marathon of of Star Trek: The Next Generation to bring you the next two hours of Raw. Boy, they leaned heavily on TNG when they first became TNN. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of abbreviations there. You thought that fucking TNT showed a lot TNG of... TNG on TNN, now we got WWF on TNN. I mean, you thought TNT showed a lot of L and O, but no. <laughs> Low. Wow, <laughs> uh, Amelia. So that was Nitro. Um, it, it was. It was Nitro. Okay. Of all the true things you said, it was Nitro. <laughs> Let's go to Monday Night Raw. We're in New Jersey. The... Continental Airlines Arena or Prudential Center? Yeah. One of them. December 4th, year 2000. Commentary team has won. Good old JR. Kind and Jerry the King Lawler. We get a recap of SmackDown, Triple H and Stephanie's uh, anniversary, uh, a.k.a. Triple H waiting for Austin, and it turns out that under, uh, as, uh, Triple H attacks Vince McMahon on accident, but Corey guessed all along. For that show, go I on. didn't get it until uh, the last segment. I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be Vince." Go listen to that on the midweek war stories last week. Fucking do it. Thank you. Uh, let's start the show with the first match of the night: uh, Undertaker versus Rikishi. I'm starting off uh, hot. You've done it now. Uh, Undertaker goes for old school, but Kurt Angle comes out and distracts him. So Rikishi throws him back in the ring. Rikishi with the belly to belly. Undertaker knocks Rikishi down and goes to the outside and punches Angle. Rikishi hits the corner bonsai drop on the Undertaker for the win. So, in an upset, Rikishi with the W here. I call bullshit. If he wasn't BSK, Taker would have never laid down for him. I was going to yep. ask that. If they weren't good friends in the back, would this happen? No. No. Good uh, I, give you, I give you Saturday as a prime example. <laughs> There it is. Uh, Angle gets on the apron and with a chair, but Undertaker knocks out of him, but walks into a sidekick by Rikishi as Kurt Angle runs into the ring and attacks Undertaker and then runs away. Dude, how good is that sidekick Rikishi does, though? It is. It's, it's nice. fucking it's good, nice. dude. Yep. Uh, it's good. He's flexible big man. He is indeed. Not, who, is it Kane? He always sits in the chest. on Because like, he's trying to get it up, but it's either like Kane. I think it's Kane because when they did their, like, well, ideally he's supposed to help, and Kane doesn't. So Kane doesn't <laughs> squat for a minute. It's because uh, Rikishi's not a minority. <laughs> he's a minority. Yeah, I don't sell for that. Uh, commentary. He's wearing a mask. They both. They can't both I, did. Buy it. You don't worry about that. They gotta make a difference somehow. I don't like Sultans. <laughs> there it is. Uh, com- oh, he's definitely Team Sultan though. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one time uh, commentary brings up that Vince is going to make a Comrade statement. Kane. Kane's definitely in favor of bone sawing journalists to death. Huge fan of that. <laughs> He's gonna make a state Vince is gonna make a statement tonight about the WWF. Dude, how how weird was it watching these shows this week with what's happening? We're like, I was like, of course McMahon's coming back we the week that he's going dude. away. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's making statements, and I'm just like, oh my god, dude. Yeah, right? Art and imitating life here all week. Uh, Vince, uh, so we're doing that. We get a moment to go. What just happened with uh, Rikishi, Rock, uh, Rikishi, Taker, and Angle? We go to uh, Michael Cole with Deborah, as Foley is in uh, New York right now, stuck in traffic because of a book signing, but he's on his way. 
Yay? Yay. Our next match is for the WWF Tag Team Championships. It's the Hardy Boys versus the Right Descents of Bull Buchanan <sighs> and the Good uh, and uh, Goodfather. This is what? the other downside of those European pay-per-views. They would quite often just repeat a lot of the matches on Raw because they figured, well, you're never going to see that English pay-per-view. We can just double dip here. We get fucked. Which they do. So you can go back to uh, the pay-per-view war stories and listen to us talk about this match that we're about to watch again on WWF Rebellion. Uh, ref kicks the rest of RTC out before the match even starts. Hardys do the double crossbody outside like they did the first match. Well, then we see Dean Malenko watching this match with a grin. Is he watching the match or watching Lita? Does he have his own personal Lita cam? I don't know. Because it looks look weird. Because the one time that you see him watching, they zoom back to what the, what he is and it's Lita. So, that's weird. Uh, Jeff with the whisper and the win on both members of the RTC. Hardys hit poetry in motion. Then the Dudley boys come out wearing RTC gear, shirts and ties. Matt hits the Trista fate, and Jeff hits the Swanton on the God, good father. But then the Dudleys get on an apron to distract the ref. Bull with an axe kick on Jeff, for, and good father makes the cover for the win. Where the hell did this Dudley boys thing come out of? It screams to me like they're just setting him up. Yeah. But it's just like, I... Okay, like I didn't see this coming. Uh, don't know where it's going. Didn't see it, so... I'm worried, concerned, intrigued. We go to Deborah backstage with Mike's favorite new tag team, K Quick and Road Dog. Old doggy style. As they want to rematch for the tag title since Teddy Long messed up the situation. And she's like, yeah, he's been reprimanded. Yeah, he's been reprimanded. Player. As he has going on with The Undertaker. Deborah thinks about giving him a title shot until Edge and Christian comes in to make their argument that they're a three-time tag team champions and they haven't received a title shot against RTC. Fair. Uh, then Road Dog then challenges Edge and Christian to a match. Deborah says that Mick and her will be watching this match and, you know, maybe whoever wins might get the title shot. <laughs> then we get a moment ago the Dudleys costing the Hardys. Then we see Dean Maleko showing up to Team Extreme's locker room of flowers as he wants to apologize for Lita for what happened last week. And he would like to take her out on a date. Uh, Lita slaps him with the flowers and then the Hardys toss him out. Knick-knack, paddy-whack, Dino wants to be knocking the boots. Yes. We go to Triple H and Rikishi as Triple H congratulates Rikishi for being the Undertaker since that's a uh, high task that not a lot of people have done in WWF. Uh, Triple H talks about I mean, the... I mean, Tito Santana did it. There it is. So, uh, the, at the very top of the top. Top of the top. You have Tito and Rikishi. Uh, Triple H talks... Kermit or Kermit. He talks about the Hell in a Cell match, about how they play it smart, how it's everyone for themselves, but if they that they should work together because, you know, the egos of The Rock and Austin, that they're going to work try and work together themselves as well. Um, and then all of a sudden, Rikishi's like, hey, Triple H... You cool with Vince for you beating him up last week? And Triple H says it's a misunderstanding and Tri Vince should be cool with it. If he's cool with that, I'm cool with you. Exactly. Brother. I was like, what the fuck? What did any of this mean? <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like... Waste like, of time. I get, I, get the, I get this point of the promo here of... Triple H talking with Rikishi. Hey, we got to work together, but it's everyone for himself. Blah, blah, blah. I, we get that. But when he goes, hey, 
With, how's you and Vince relationship going? I mean, I don't care for that. Why would Rikishi give a fuck? Why should he care for that? Exactly. Um, our next match is Chris Benoit versus Hardcore Holly, but before the match... Well, that's um, <laughs> stiff. I was like, can you please just give this 12 minutes and let them just stiff the shit out of each other? Jesus, dude. By the way, uh, before we move on, um, one Jerry the King Lawler has to make an Al Gore comment. What should, over under? I'm gonna say he does it six times. Six times, okay. I'm gonna go seven point five. Seven point five. Got it. Okay. So I only wrote down every time he said the name. Okay. But I know there might be like a couple more. But I just know he mentions Al Gore and how Al Gore should just stop. This is an infamous episode of Raw because of this. This is one that a lot of people talk about to this day. Yeah. Especially when, like last week, Titus goes on TV back. We don't deal with politics uh-huh. or religion or anything like that here. We're a safe haven. Yep. Except when you were saying the guy who didn't won one, but that's yeah, cool. Got it. It was an actual stolen election, but you know, mm-hmm. don't worry about that. So the next match is Benoit and Hardcore Holly, but before the match, Benoit wants to know what the hell hardcore means. Or no, he wants to know what the hell the one means in Billy Gunn. Uh, oh, that's fair. It's a the, fair question. But Benoit knows that he will be the one to kick Billy Gunn's ass at Armageddon. I see what he did there. See, he was not a bad promo. He wasn't a, a great promo. Yeah. He wasn't the rock. He was serviceable. But yeah. yeah. I'll be honest. I think he's better than Sanders. Well, I yeah. mean. Yeah. Uh, Benoit is about to talk about Hardcore's name, but Hardcore comes out. We get our first Our Gore comment by one Jerry King Lawler. Uh, Holly hits Benoit with his with his new arm, and Benoit is like laid out. I like this step because it was yeah. like it was like it happened, and then Hardcore Holly like didn't. He's like, "What's going on?" And he Benoit was to, like, "What the fuck?" He's like dead weight, yeah. and then Hardcore Holly's like, "Wait a minute!" I yeah. like that. It's like Luger. <laughs> they it's like when, they have the technology because they used to have Luger all the time. Yeah. But like if he hit him with the flying, but he ball, knew it. Yeah, he knew it. Like, but, like Holly never thought about it until it happened, and he's like, "Oh, wait a minute." Fuck yeah. That's a good story, Because, <laughs> yeah. like, in the match, it looked, I, it looked like they were going to stop the match because Holly's like, uh, I don't know mm-hmm. what just happened. And he makes the cover, but Benoit puts his foot on the rope. Uh, then we got our second Al Gore comment here. Um, out of nowhere, Benoit puts Holly in the crossface. Uh, Holly tries to fight off, but um, Benoit puts it in. And uh, Holly. Well, first he put it on the left arm and it didn't work. Yeah. Because it could have been the arm because of the plate. Yeah. So we had to switch sides. It was good storytelling. It's really good storytelling. Yeah. And uh, Holly tapped. Uh, then we got a third Al Gore comment here. So that's three in one match, by the way. Uh, backstage, uh, Deborah thinks Foley's showing up in the limo, but it's one Vince McMahon. Uh, we get a promo for Armageddon, the six man Hell in a Cell. Foley arrives in his Sid Renta car <laughs> sedan. We go backstage with Triple H and Rikishi as Vince uh, as Vince shows up. He kicks Rikishi out. Vince said he had Stephanie not at the arena because he didn't know what he would, uh, what he would put her through tonight between the uh, between them arguing. Vince wants to know what the hell Triple H was thinking. Triple H tried to explain, but Vince is like, "Hey, man." Uh, he's like, "Vince, you haven't picked up my phone calls. I've been in your house. I've told you everything. It was a mistake. It was Austin, and you and he got under my skin. And you should know what that." What that feels like, and he's like, I thought it was Austin, and the Vince is like, I'm still thinking about it. Uh, we go. Uh, Triple H made sense. 
Yep. Yeah. We go backstage with Kevin Kelly with The Rock. Oh, God. Rock says uh, oh God. it will be uh, his first time in Hell in a Cell. Uh, but he says, you can have Hell in a Cell. You can have Rage in the Cage. You can have Penis in Uranus. But <laughs> after all of it, The Rock will win the title back. <laughs> Rock knows funny. Rock knows he has his, whole, his work cut out for him. So he's going to break down every character. Of uh, every wrestler he be taking on. Kurt Angle, I'm gonna drink a whole big glass of milk, eat some chocolate cookies, and maybe have three Viagras. The Rock, uh, for Rikishi, I did it for The Rock. I did it for the people. I did, ah, shut your mouth, you th- uh, thong wearing fatty. <laughs> that would pop me. I forgot that he called him a thong wearing fatty. <laughs> uh,. Rock's going to beat up The Undertaker so bad that when he rises up, Undertaker will rest in peace. Uh, then for Triple H, uh, which means uh, he's going to beat the game uh, in the middle of the ring. Uh, he has a $2 slut for a wife. Uh. <laughs> and then when he gets to Austin, he puts on an Austin hat. Uh, Stone Cold, which I mean, I got to pick up my pick up my uh, get in my pickup truck. Drink some Steve Risers and listen to the Backstreet Boys, and that's the bottom line because that's because the Great One said so. Rock would do whatever and whatever he can to win that title back. Sunday iconic promo. Uh, it's <laughs> one of his most iconic promos. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's one of the well-known ones. So I, did, so I obviously I know about this promo. I yeah. didn't know where it showed up. Uh, as soon as I saw the glasses, I was like, ah, it's tonight. But I realized watching this, when I do the, when I make fun of Rikishi for, you know, I did it for The Rock, I, yeah. I'm doing it from this promo. Yeah. Because yep. Rikishi never said it like that. I was like, oh, I'm just straight up stealing The Rock's thing. <laughs> yeah. I got it. I, I'm with you with the fact of when, it's that thing of like, I've seen the thumbnail so many times that it's The Rock with glasses on and like the WF Attitude logo <sighs> behind him backstage. I'm like, okay, he's, uh, this is the promo. It's so good. Uh, then we see Undertaker leaving, yelling out out, out of Foley's office, oh, as Foley apologizing to Undertaker, saying that uh, he'll make it up to him on SmackDown. Uh, Foley makes Angle put the title on the line tonight, and it'll be against one, Chris Jericho. Because we just had, you know. Deflated. Uh, uh, guys on Heat, the Rock was there. So. Yikes. Uh, backstage, we see Dean wanting to oh, get... did I tell you guys so... Uh, it was some point during the show, they actually showed the address for WWF New York. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So I looked it up. It's like a watch store now. <laughs> it's like a watch of like GPS store. Oh, is it? I was going to ask if it's high end stuff, but yeah. no. Well, you, you know. You know. High end for Times Square. Uh, we go backstage with Dean Malenko watching, uh, talking with Lita as he wants to give her a title shot for the Light Heavyweight Championship. In the bedroom. But. Exactly. If Lita wins, she gets the title, and he will move on. He will leave her. But if Dean wins, they go out to dinner. If, and Dean offers uh, her some chocolate, and she slap, she takes a bite and then slaps the shit out of him. Our next match is Edge and Christian versus the Road Dog and K-Quick. Yes? No. Okay. Uh, Edge and Christian say that they can rap, too. And I wrote this down. Bars. We're Edge and Christian, and we're totally bliss because we reek of awesomeness. We are the E to the C in the ring. 
It's like ring. I don't. This was like part Christian said, like ring duck or ring or something. I couldn't understand what he was trying to say. And we're gonna beat the dog and crush because they totally suck. Even though we're in Jersey, a state with with uh, stanky hoes, we're still break it down for that five second pose. Bars. Are <laughs> already already better than a uh, road dogging uh, cake. Better than Drake. That's true. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, Christian hits reverse DDT on K Quick while the ref is yelling at Road Dog trying to get him out of the ring. Uh, K Quick does the double a uh, double drop kick to Edge and Christian. Road Dog holds Christian and uh, K Quick hits a side kick. Uh, refs trying to get K Quick out of the ring after the spot. Edge comes in and hits the Edge Buster for the win or Edge Dramatic Edge Factor for the win. Uh, we go backstage with Rikishi and Triple H. Kurt Angle shows up, and he wants to know if they want to uh, form an alliance and so they can uh, beat up everybody else in the Hell and Cell. Angle says it would be make it would be effective if they start it tonight against Chris Jericho. I love that. Just you know, I know we talked about in the paper war stories about how they do it every week, but I love love the chicken shit heel of Kurt Angle going, "Hey, let's start an alliance, but tonight, so you can help me." Uh, Triple H tells Kurt that they will think about it. Thinking, uh, thinking, thinking, thinking. We see uh, Jericho headed the ring, then, but then we see Vince McMahon headed to one Stone Cold's locker room. We come back from commercial, and Vince is in the locker room wanting a handshake, and Austin wants to know what the hell he's doing. Wants. Uh, uh, I think we've learned Vince was actually asking for a hand job. There you go. Uh, Vince doesn't like that all, a lot of his guys are in this hell in a cell. It's a lousy investment, and he doesn't like some of that. His investments are in this match, and he wants Austin to go to Foley and say, "I don't want to be part of this match." Are Are you saying, Joe, that he was saying it's what was best for business? In a way, in a way. Now he decides to try to protect his investments. Not were they in cahoots? Could be. Who knows? Is he sick and damn tired of this he's, match? He's sick and tired of having his investments in a okay. match that could end their careers. He doesn't want to lose money. I don't know where this Vince came from, but you know. Well, uh, WrestleMania 17 has some bad news for you, buddy. <laughs> Let's go to our right. next match, though, for the WF <laughs> title, as it's going to be Kurt Angle versus uh, Chris Jericho. As uh, Engel doesn't want to be here in Jersey, it's the home for uh, as a home for not any uh, for no winners. There's a sign saying uh, "Kurt, stop whining," but Kurt is spelled wrong. Yeah. And Jr. like, or spelled. Yeah, they can't spell either. I was like, damn, dude, <laughs> roasted. But Jr. makes the like makes oh. that joke. He's like, damn. Uh, he's not happy to be here, but not having uh, have any time to prepare for his opponent too. Um. So uh, during the match, Jericho drop uh, drops Angle on the barricade. Angle with an over-the-head suplex and then a belly-to-back suplex. Jericho goes for the second turnbuckle dup- d- double axe handle that he's known for. Uh, but Angle catches him and hits an over-the-head belly-to-belly. Angle goes for the, another belly-to-back, but Jericho rolls through for a two. Jericho hits a second turnbuckle missile dropkick. Jericho God, Jesus, goes for a flying forearm, but Angle gets out of the way, and he hits Earl, so we get a ref bump. Jericho hits the bulldog in the lion's salt, but the ref is down. A new ref runs down, but Angle kicks out at 2.7. 
Jericho runs in. Uh, Joe in, timed it. Yeah, I, was like, I, I had awful, to. Uh, awful, like, specific. Jericho gets thrown <laughs> into the post. On that. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jericho run, gets thrown into the post, and Angle goes for the Angle Olympic slam, but Jericho reverses it. And puts it's not like he said an anal Olympic slam. An, an Olympic anal slam. slam. Anal slam. Uh, but uh, Angle, he reverses it and puts Angle on the walls to Jericho until Jericho's good friend Kane runs down to pull the ref out. Jericho knocks Kane off the apron into Teddy Long, who was the new ref. Angle then low blows Jericho and hits the Olympic slam. Earl does the Earl three count for the win as Kane choke slams Jericho after the match. Yep. Yeah, it, was, it, was okay. it was an okay match before Kane came out. As usual. <laughs> It'd be a shame if you had a good something would interrupt that good match, right? Some big red room. Something that yeah. meme has been like I, twenty years strong. I was just about to say that too, but the whole way. It'd be a shame if some big red retard came out and ruined this entire fucking match. It's been twenty years. <laughs> uh moments ago, Kane costing uh Jericho. We go backstage with uh, Angle running into Triple H and Rikishi's room, asking where the hell, where were they at? Why aren't we like the Three Musketeers? Uh, they said they were going to head out, but then Kane came out, so they thought they had uh, he had it covered. Wait, and, is that story? Which one's Brian Adams? Right. Uh, but Triple H told uh, Rikishi, of course. Uh, but Triple H tells Angle that he likes the idea of the alliance. It was Brian Adams stinging? Who was the other person? Rod Stewart. Jesus Christ! Dude. Who the fuck thought that shit up? It worked. It was number one for like two months. You're, you're yeah. excited for that, but let's see if you're excited for this next match for the Intercontinental Championship as it's Billy Gunn, the one. Billy Gunn versus Val Venus. God damn it. Is anybody else capable of getting title shots besides Eddie, Billy, Val Venus? No. No. God damn. Oh, this is their version of uh, Dolphin the Miz. <sighs> By the way, we get our fifth and sixth Al Gore comments in this match. That's my number. Uh, Val attacks uh, Gun's rotator cup as that's what uh, put him on the shelf. Uh, rams him into the post, pulls, you know, throws against the uh, his arm against the post. Sounds out, guns out. Uh, Ref and China are arguing. Val as, Val as Val hits Billy with the IC title. China then gets to the ring to clothesline Val to stop the match, because of course Ivory tries to attack China but has no effect. Uh, China picks up Ivory and hits a running power slam. China's going to do something to Ivory on the outside, but Val kicks her and clotheslines her over the announce table. Val then hits an arm breaker on Billy while Ivory's kicking China around the announce table. And at this part, they're not even have Lawler trying anymore. And it's like, it's like Venus just uh, hit him with a fucking stiff elbow. Speaking of that, why doesn't Al Gore concede already? Yep, that's like six there. Like, wait, what? That was the six one. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It just he's just he's throwing... also with a car. You know, she also be a car. Al Gore. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Too uh, bad Al Gore wasn't the Blue Blazer, right? Am I right? <laughs> we go back. We go backstage with Vince as he enters the Rock's locker room. As uh, Rock, has, is that what they call it now? The Rock's locker room. Yeah. Uh, Vince says the Rock is the more one of the more intelligent superstars he has. As Vince tells The Rock that he doesn't need to be in the hell in a cell, and, you should go, and he should go tell Foley to go to hell. And Rock says uh, he understands that, and th- thanks for that idea. As then Jared's like, what the hell does that mean? It's like, once again, it's the sarcastic Rock making that comment. You know what's going to happen. And then we see Lita and Malenko head to the ring. So our next match is for the light heavyweight championship. 
And if Lita loses, she goes on a date on SmackDown with mm-hmm. one Dean Malenko. No chance I mean, we all know what's going to happen here. <laughs> uh, his commentary makes the comment that Malenko changes... She can't beat Ivory, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, Malenko changes theme music. It sounds a little like James Bond. Of course, that happened like five months ago. <laughs> they just they just caught on. Uh, Lita with a head scissors takedown. Malenko goes for some type of powerbomb, but Lita reverses it into an arm drag. Lita with a middle rope dive. Malenko goes for the super back body drop, but Lita knocks him off and hits the hurricane, uh, moonsault for a two. Lita goes for a tornado DDT, but uh, Malenko throws her to the outside, and she lands on her feet. Lita goes for the jumping hurricane runner, but Malenko power bombs her and turns it into the Texas Cloverleaf for the win. After the match, Dean helps her up, but she slaps him. I'll be honest, it was an inter- for me, it was an entertaining match because of the fact how smooth Malenko allowed Lita to beat him up. You know what I mean? Like, that way of, like... I kind of agree with you. I, I felt the same way. I thought this was pretty good because Malenko wrestled the match for both of them. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about this. Can you imagine a, a wrestling school so you could train both male and female wrestlers? With run by Dean Malenko and Molly Holly. They'd be proficient. <laughs> Fucking good, dude. You know, uh... Well, the Malenko school, I mean... I mean, yeah. It's uh, brought out some pretty good workers. The great uh, Boris Malenko. Yeah, I mean, it brought out uh, Jeremy Blanchard. Just saying. Right. And, uh, and Blanchard <laughs> Country. So, so for one. So that makes sense. <laughs> so for, for one there. You go straight to hell. Yeah, you know, this is Blanchard Country still, so... Uh, it's, yeah. it's been annexed. So, uh, we're going to promo for Armageddon, the Hell in Cell. Keep what we're talking about. Listen to the No Cell podcast, nocellentertainment.com. There it is. Uh, backstage, we see... slap us talk about some bullshit. We see uh, Vince sitting on Undertaker's bike as he tells the stagehand that he's looking for him. Ooh. It's a bold yeah. move, God. Get off my bike. We get rebellion Boy highlights. Life, you pick. Uh, we see backstage Vince trying to talk to Undertaker about Hell in a Cell. Uh, Vince is like, since you've been there, uh, you should tell uh, Foley that you don't want to be in the match anymore. So Undertaker... Spits his chew on Vince's jacket. Gross. So let's go to our basically our main event for tonight because we still have the statement from uh, Vince. William Regal versus Crash Holly for the European Championship. Fight forever. As uh, William Regal has been besmirched. William was embarrassed in front of his family, his friends, and his father. Yep. William didn't lose to Crash Holly. He lost. To that wrench, Molly. What? To that wrench. Not wrench, but wrench. Yeah. Uh, this is when we get our 7th and 8th Al Gore comment. Damn it, I'm out. Uh, Took you that long? Price is right, rules. Crash with a top Damn. rope missile dropkick. Regal with a ton of short arm forearms. Uh, Regal hits a spinning face buster and then puts Crash in the STF. Uh, as a Crash taps out. So you're two-time... Sir. Put them in the what? It's called the Regal Stretch, sir. How dare you? Well, they call it the STF. No, they're wrong. No, they're know, fucking wrong. It's the Regal Stretch. How dare you? Uh, Mo- uh, new European champion, William Regal. Molly does a cross body, but Regal uh, rolls through and body slams her. <laughs> and then puts her in the uh, Regal Stretch until her hardcore comes out to make the save. Total, um, total squash. Yeah. Rendered Saturday absolutely pointless. Completely yep. fucking pointless. Uh, we see TNAPA at WF New York selling merch. 
Then we get moments ago what happened between the Hollies and Regal as we see the doctor checking on Molly. We go backstage to Foley and Deborah as Regal and Hardcore Holly for the European Championship at Armageddon. It'll be Kane and Chris Jericho in a last man standing God match. Damn it. So we get that. No. No, so. Uh, Vince comes in and says that Hell in a Cell match might not happen as Vince is going to go to the ring to do the state of the WF. Uh, so our main event is a promo by one Vince McMahon as we get our ninth Al Gore and final well, I'm out. Al Gore. <laughs> Damn. Comment about how Al Gore should just quit. Uh, you know, something you haven't spoke about is JR sneakily agreeing with all of those uh, points every time it's brought up. For sure. It was like, well, I agree, but uh, we get back to the match here, JR. We're <laughs> back to the match, King. Yeah. Um, since Vince has been gone for a while, he doesn't know where to begin. Maybe starting with the fact that Linda made Foley the commissioner. He, he, it was a wrong decision. Uh, but he does uh, said that him and his wife have been in counseling and they have agreed to disagree. Uh, he says Foley is sick and twisted and sad- uh, sadistic that for putting the top six WF wrestlers in a hell in a cell. Well, when you look at the state of the rest of the card, he's, he's not wrong. Well, uh, Rikishi, uh, not Rikishi, Foley comes out. Uh, and then he goes, Don't wearing fatty? No, because uh, I think Rikishi. Why are you wearing fatty? Because Foley goes, what brings out fat-ass Foley? Foley asks... Uh, how, yeah. Right? Uh, how, Foley says, you think I'm crazy? How crazy and sadistic is it when Vince McMahon kidnap, kidnaps his own daughter, knocks out his own son, puts himself in title matches, watches us do a Briscoe and Patterson in an evening gown match? Facts. He's got points. He's got points. Uh, Foley goes off at how sadistic... Counterpoint. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Foley goes off at how sadistic the cage match is, but how it started his career and also ended his career, which I, I could mean, end... could That could happen to somebody on Sunday. Definitely didn't start his career. Definitely it was, ended his career. Yeah. Definitely ended it, but definitely yeah. didn't start it. You know, early 90s WCW, but yeah, that's fine. Uh, Foley said he had a great laugh when he Sting saw... Sting begs to differ. When... Uh, <laughs> Foley said he had a great laugh on SmackDown when he saw Vince in a bloody mess. Vince says he doesn't blame Triple H or Stone Cold for the stitches. He blames Foley. This brings out Stone Cold. Austin says he touched, uh, he's touched that Vince is concerned about Austin's well-being. And then Austin stuns Vince. Takes the actual decent stunner this time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rock, uh, Vince, uh, Austin rocks up the ramp and then Rock comes out. Walks past him. Rock hits the rock bottom on Vince. He walks away. Undertaker comes down. Gives Vince the last ride or attempts to. Foley says it's not been a good day for Vince because he's been stunned rock bottom and just went for his last ride. And Foley has one more thing for him. So Foley pulls out Mr. Socko and tells him to kiss his fat ass and have a nice day. There's so much wrong with this segment. Number one being like... Foley and McMahon like bickering doesn't work. They don't they don't have that kind of chemistry. Nope. Foley can't pull it off. Uh then we cut backstage with um Undertaker being attacked by Angle. Triple H and Rikishi show up and help beat up Undertaker as in the, and then the camera pans and you can always see a bloodied uh 
Rock and Austin already laying on the ground, so they already took care of them. That was well done. I like that. It's effective. That part was good. That whole man thing was fucking stupid. Oh, my I, God. I hated it. I did not enjoy most of Rock. I, it's it's, it's, it's oh. the thing. I hate the fact that it's, it's the... Hey, I have this going to happen for us later. And then it's just throughout the whole night of Vince walking around doing something. And it's just like, just get to it now. We know you're in the arena. Just fucking do your state. Make that your opening segment. No, it's the main event. Other than that, guys, what's the better show? Oh, Raw for me. <laughs> By a lot, actually. I loathe Nitro. Good care of the two. Don't forget uh, that too. Yeah. I'm trying in my head to mathematically figure out a way neither one can win. Um, that's how much I hated both shows. Yeah. Um, if I have to, I, I guess raw. Raw. Yeah. But it's I do that under extreme duress. Yeah. I fucking hate, as much as you loved it. I hated it. I thought it was a miserable hour and a half of TV. Let's go to the ratings. What'd you pick? I pick raw. Coward. I know. For life. Uh, last week, WCW got a 2.4. WF got a 5. This week, WCW got a 2.45. And it's WF stuck with the 5. So we will be marking out no selling for our fourth pay per view in a row WF's Armageddon on the midweek war stories. But before we get to any of that, let's go to our favorite part of the show. It's the award show. <laughs> Let's start off with best match. Uh, Kurt Spell with an I versus uh, Jericho. <laughs> there was a match on Nitro. I can't remember what it was. Chronic was... versus Reno. No. Steiner Direction, Jarrett Conan, Reno, Chronic, Three Count, Insiders, Primetime, Crowbar, and Chavo and Kiwi. Oh, um, I'm going to go Chavo and Kiwi. That's the match. This is my second yeah. pick. Um, I'm just, I, just, I just liked the, the Lita and Malenko one. Just because Malenko wrestled for two and it actually looked good. Yeah. Her best match ever. Yeah. She did nothing. Damn. Yak match of the night. Um. Um. I'm going to go Hardy's and Good Father Bull. I'm tired and sick and tired and tired again of that shit. I'm going to go whoever Doggy Style faced. Ed Christian? There it is. Uh, I'm going Billy Gunn and Val. Who's your MVP? Kurt Angle. I was going to say The Rock, but then he got beat up at the end, so it can't be The Rock. So I'm going to go Angle. I'm going with Angle as well. I just love this chicken shit heel ways. I'm trying to figure out. Oh, I'm gonna reset Corey. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how. Hit the button in the back of the neck. Reset. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how nobody can win this either because I didn't think there was one. Did you just do your favorite, Scott Steiner? Uh sure, Steiner. There, there, it is. there we go. He caused havoc and hell. He did. Uh, who is your motive? Mine's Ric Flair. Mine is uh, Vince McMahon and McFoley. Lex Luger. Because, dude, you suck. Dude, this is terrible. Mine is uh, Ric Flair for uh, being a... 
This leads to my WTF. Is this the worst version of Ric Flair ever? Yeah. Because he's totally just like... Even like worse than like TNA or w, like later WWE. This is yeah, the worst version of Flair ever. Because this is just neutered Ric Flair like who's reading hostage promos because he so doesn't want to be there. Like, I are am you, not the biggest Flair guy, but I know like you could use it better than this. this is are ridiculous. you enjoying the night? Because I am. Welcome to Nitro. This is a great company with great talent, and I'm proud to be here. Best event ever. Was it? Woo. Woo. <laughs> uh, my WTF leads into my uh, my mode of, of Ric Flair. Of the fact, can WCW get it straight, what the, what the plans are? Ric Flair is CEO, so is he? can he fully be in charge of everything? Or Sanders. Does he, does he have to listen to Sanders, which he does? Like, He's telling you Sanders' boss. Like, what the fuck? Right? The vice president can't make the president do shit, right? <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, going to piggyback off that because... They managed to uh, RPVP. They managed to take the dirtiest player in the game, and somehow over four month vacation, he forgot all about how to break rules. Or, yeah, I was like, also he's pro rules. Like he should be the guy that knows exactly what Scott Steiner is going to do because he's done it all before, and try to stop him that way instead of we need to beef up security. I don't know what's going on tonight, motherfucker. You how does it go around security? You organized yeah. a gang mugging of Dusty Rhodes in a fucking parking lot. Like, well, all of a sudden, you have no idea how to handle Scott Steiner, and it's like, for, and it's like the fact for me, it's like the idea of, okay, you raised David Flair, you're an evil person, right? Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, no, you raised Charlotte Flair, you're an evil person. I just like, I just hate that. the fact that it's just like, well, Mike Sanders did the job, did this, so we have to stick with it, and it's like, just make up your mind on how, who, what, when, how, who's in charge, who's doing this, who's doing that, well, when is it oops. final, when is it, you know. Just makes me angry. We wouldn't like you when you're angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. A- angry Joseph, like angry, angry Alan, Alien. angry Joe. Yeah, the, the, no, it got to be a different name than Joe. The, the Joey, yeah. Joey. No, no, get out. Mine. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's a little weird. Yeah. It's a little weird. Oh God, he's whipping it out because it encompasses about <laughs> six years. It's nine inches, by the way. Six How years. The fuck. Got that. Is Alex Luger a star? Dude, he sucks. And he sucked for years. I don't know how he people like him, and he gets pushed. He sucked. He dude. did have legitimate charisma in like ninety one, dude. This is trash. He had it ninety six, the sheen and all that, and then posing in front of the he giants. He posed next Love to fat it. people. That's not impressive. No, nah, the heel work behind Sting's back. Fantastic. That was good stuff. That was legit. Mugging fans, slapping people. When Sting turns around, he's high fiving with the biggest smile on the as face. As soon as the NWO started, Luger became redundant. Is, <sighs> is 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 like he's reading is, a bad book. Is Billy Gunn WS version of Lex Luger? He has way more charisma than that. Think about that for a minute. Think about it for a minute. Yes, but he's better. Think about it for the minute. And the pushing in the pushes. Hold on. Mr. Ass is better than ninety eight Luger. Yeah. But Luger's still a bigger star, arguably. Mm-hmm. However, Haircut the one Billy Gunn is exceedingly like current Lex Luger to me. Like, so right now, absolutely, they're a lot of like, they cut the hair on both of them and they just turned into like boring, immobile like workers. And they get a push every year. Yeah. And this is like, oh, here's your push. I'm not saying like overall better, but I'm just saying like, yeah, Billy didn't kill this. But this version of Lex Luger is incredibly like the one Billy Gunn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, 
Scissor me, daddy ass. Scissor me, daddy ass. So, 69 me, Don. So, co- <laughs> so coming up on the Midweek War Stories, we will be marking out no selling for WWF's Armageddon. Uh, it's got to be better than Rebellion, right? Right? Let's right. hope. Let's hope. Jesus, dude. Let's hope. So, NoSellEntertainment.com. NoSellEntertainment.com. That's right. NoSellEntertainment.com, where you can find <laughs> all of our blogs, all the podcasts, everything that we do for you. You can find us on the social media. It's the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can listen to all of our podcasts. Uh, thank you. You can Dirty. listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. 